Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Do you agree with that? Okay, how many? I remember going back to the old roots saying, praise God, that's what I needed right there. And uh, only one person can act out the songs they sing, and that is Brother Plant. And, uh, and his mama's with us tonight. And uh, do what? That's the first time? Oh. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something. He's a blessing to us. And, uh, and to you, and thank you very much for, for all you've done in his life, to love him, and um, mm, mm. go to Hebrews chapter 11. We admire people, all of us do, we admire people who can make the hall of faith. We know in the Bible that these people are here, and, and we think to ourselves, these are people who have been set apart, and they are, they, they are just those kind of people. But we also have people in our life that we admire about how do they stay so steady? How many get tired of your faith being up and then being down? It being full and then it being weak. It's just empty. It's, it's, you know, you have those days maybe in a week to where your, your faith is strong, your outlook's grand, and God's going to do this, and God's going to do this, and we're just going to march through, only to wake up one week later and go, where is the Lord God Jehovah? There, there is a secret to our faith that the Bible gives us that we can live our faith every day without it being tethered to the circumstances of life. Let's just admit it, our faith is good when our mountain's high. But you let something start eating away at, at our day and our week and our lives, then our faith is very low. When I was praying with Miss Maxwell this afternoon and praying with Brother Maxwell and Jazz, well, they were up at the hospital and... and um, you know, it, 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 there, here, here lies a lady strong in the faith. She's always had that great outlook and just that God's going to come through. And, and, but right now her physical body is not allowing her faith to be as strong as maybe. That, this is reality. So there has to be something in the book that carries us through. And I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 11 and, and verse number 1. Now faith is the substance. As I'm not reading you anything you don't know. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. And then look at verse number 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I'm going to preach tonight, and, and I'm not going to be long, the end of our faith. And I think it can be very simply stated in just a couple of moments together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you that when I came across this portion of Scripture, I, my, my, my faith went to a new level. And my, my, it's, it, my, my, I, I was settled. I started settling down. And Lord, I just want to thank you for reminding us once again what it says in the book, and help us not to stumble over the simplicity of the text, 
and just give us that kind of night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I don't think I'll give you a wow factor tonight, but I do want to give you a factor that's a, that little bitty fuse if you can plug into your faith. If you'll just open the panel of your faith and plug this into your panel, to your fuse, to, your, to the central uh, running of your faith. You're going to find out that Hebrews 11 is just this treasure trove of spiritual lessons concerning faith. The chapter begins with the definition of faith, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then we're told in verse number two that by it they obtained, the elders obtained a good report. Then we're cautioned that without it, without this kind of faith, that we operate without the scene, without the evidence that, that this is not, I don't see it, but I'm going to operate in it, that without this kind of faith, it's impossible to please God. God is pleased when we step out on faith, although we don't see it, and then our total reliance is upon Him. So then our faith is headed in a direction and now there's a duty. Would you look at verse number 8? Because there's, there's, there's little things in this chapter that give us what our faith is to do. Would you, would you look at verse number 8? By faith Abraham. Now remember, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place. Substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Into a place which he should after receive an inheritance. What is the next word, please? Obeyed. Can you say that word? That the word is what? Obeyed obedience is when you take your faith and you go in a direction that you have no evidence and you have no hope but you simply say I know this is what God wants me to do and so I am simply going to obey if you've ever been there to where you've been on that brink of faith and you're like I know this is what I need to do I don't know how this is going to work out I don't even know if this is going to work out but I know in my heart I know this is what I need to do when there is no substance and there is no evidence there's nothing to give you this guarantee and then you just obey it was the obedience of Abel that he offered here in, in chapter 11 it's the Abel obeyed and offered the right sacrifice. Noah obeyed and built the ark. Abraham obeyed and left his place and followed God. Isaac obeyed and blessed the twins. Jacob obeyed and blessed the sons of Joseph. Moses obeyed and identified with the people of God. Moses obeyed and forsook Egypt. The children of God obeyed and crossed the Red Sea. The children of God obeyed and marched around the walls of Jericho. Rahab obeyed and hid the spies. Obedience is what you do next when you are convinced in your heart that this would please God. How else do you explain people that pick up and move with no guarantee on the other end that they'll ever get back what they left? You know how you, you, you rationalize that? It's called faith. How do you know that when God's like, it's, it's time to go? When, when Brother Benson came and and we went through this season that we're, let's pray, let's, let's, let's fast. And, and I'm telling you, a lot of prayer and a lot of fasting went into it. And then God shut doors and then God opened doors and then God shut doors. And, 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 and he said, Pastor, can I tell you something? I just want what God wants. But at the moment I know this is what God wants, there's no guarantee on the other side. 
But this is why you obey. Faith is obeying what you know God wants with no substance or evidence of how it will turn out. Did you hear that? Faith is obeying what you know God wants with no substance and evidence of how it will turn out. However, the end of our faith is not what happens along the way of obeying faith. There are people that are saved right now that you are driving yourself crazy. At times I've driven myself crazy because I thought that the end of my faith is what happens along the way of obeying my faith. God will at times, please listen to this, God will at times give you glimpse of his mighty power while you are obeying and exercising your faith. But those glimpses of his mighty power were never meant to be the end. Because how many times have you obeyed your faith and there was no evidence? How many times have you obeyed your faith and there was no substance? The end of faith for Abel was not when God accepted his sacrifice. The end of faith for Noah was not when they entered into the ark. The end of faith was not the place God showed Abraham after he left his home place. The end of faith was not when the Red Sea parted and the children of God walked over. The end of faith was not when the walls of Jericho fell down. We need a steady faith. We need a solid faith. We need a faith that we step out on that regardless if God opens the door or doesn't open the door, it has no bearing on my faith because faith does not require things to happen. And that is the difference in Hebrews chapter 11. And if I could pull us in to Hebrews chapter 11, and if I could pull us in to this one thought, and then honestly, I'm done. Many believers have God on trial. You have a deadline in your life. You have a date on the calendar. You have a moment in time that you are like, God, I have faith. I believe you can. And then when God doesn't, then we doubt our God, we doubt our faith, we doubt our prayers. The reason these people made the hall of faith, the reason these people made it was not because he parted the sea, it was not because the walls came down, it was not because the sacrifice was accepted. Would you look at something that when I was reading Hebrews chapter 11 and, and, and I was struggling with something in my personal life and I was, my faith had been stretched as far as it could be stretched and I was a little bit and, and it disillusioned with the Lord. I was a little bit like, okay, God, I have prayed. Here's the deadline. And Lord, you did what? Are you serious? Then all of a sudden, it dawned on me and I came across some wonderful, two wonderful verses. Would you look at Hebrews 11 verse 13? This is amazing. These all died in faith. Can, can you say the next phrase there? Not having received the promises. What? Do you mean to tell me Abel died and never received the promise? Noah obeyed and built and died and never received the promise. Abraham obeyed and died and never received the promise. Isaac obeyed, died and never received the promise. Jacob, are you telling me, God, 
that these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. What shall I say more? Look at this. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Look at this. Who through faith subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fires, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned the flight of the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials of cruel, mocking, and scourging, yea, moreover, a bond and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, and were tempted and were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins, goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, verse 38, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Look what it says here. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Our good report with our faith is the fact that we realize our faith is not in what's happening today. Our faith is where we're going tomorrow. We are too tied to things of today. We only have good faith if things are going good. We only have fair faith if things are going fair. And then we have weak faith if everything's falling apart. We need to be like those in Hebrews chapter 11, that we may die before we see the promise. Look what it says there. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, look at verse 39, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Let me just simplify it and give you this one fact, and then we are going to the house. When we make things the end of our faith, when we make the parting of the Red Sea the end of our faith, when we make your need and it being met the end of your faith, when we make the prodigal coming home the end of your faith, when we make the healed marriage coming together the end of your faith, then get ready to be disappointed when the sea's not parted and the prodigal does not come home and the marriage is not healed. You see, these all died, not receiving the promise, but they died in faith. The promise for those before the cross was Christ's coming in the manger. That was the promise. They did all this knowing he could come. Why do you think Adam and Eve named their children the way they did? Because they knew one of these was going to be the God-man, the God-child. And ever since then, they knew the promise, the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming. Abraham and Abel and Isaac and Jacob and and, and, and all these people lived with this faith. We believe it, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we'll live this life of faith. And thank you, God, for parting the Red Sea. But we'll live this life of faith. And thank you, God, for giving the ram. And we'll live this life of faith. And it doesn't matter if I was sawn asunder or this was a bad day. Look at everything that was mentioned here. But that's not how we live. And the reason we would not make it to the hall of faith, I wouldn't make it, is because we assume that if bad happens, we must not have faith. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you something? Where they look toward the manger of the coming Messiah, we look toward the return 
of the Messiah. He's coming back. Did y'all hear that? He's coming back. I'm living with the promise, but I may die before I ever see it come to pass. But what does that have to do with me giving up on God? Are y'all there? What does that have to do with me giving up on God? Well, if he'll part the Red Sea, I'll believe him more. Believe him even if he doesn't part the Red Sea. My faith cannot be tethered to if the sea is parted or the ram is found in the thicket or all of a sudden this is done and done and up. I cannot be tethered to this. I am going to obtain a good report by having faith in God regardless if anything ever turns out right. Miss Elizabeth, I'm going to use you because I just can't help think we're just going to praise a little bit. Miss Elizabeth was facing a, a, a battle with her twins. And there was just this, this moment of time to where the twins may have been put in a very dangerous and precarious situation legally. And we all went to prayer. I, I took some time to fast. And, and I was like, God, please, please, you've got to come through. God, you've got to come through. When that lady comes to this altar and prays, it's not just show that lady's coming with a heart of Hannah for her children. And we were fasting, we were praying, and Kelly come bouncing through that door. And she's like, Bob! And I'm like, what did you spend now? <laughs> and she said, you're not gonna believe what God did for Elizabeth. And I'm not gonna go into public because we're online. But we, we not agree our God spared those twins from being put in the middle of a situation. But even if he had not spared those twins, she is still to live in faith. Ladies and gentlemen, let's even our faith out. Let's, let's not tie our faith to circumstance. I know you're going to be shocked, but I am walking out of this pulpit in seven minutes to go baptize. Please don't let the chapter divisions keep you from seeing the truth of God's Word. It is no accident that Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 are in the book after it talks about, and these all having obtained a good report through faith. A good report? Yeah, they stayed faithful. While they subdued kingdoms. They stayed faithful while they wrought righteousness. They stayed faithful while they stopped the mouths of lions. But they also stayed faithful when they had cruel mockings and scourgings and bond and imprisonment and stoned and sawn asunder and tempted and slain with the sword and wandered in sheepskin and goatskins destitute. They stayed faithful. But see, we overlooked that part of the book. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to take your faith eyes. Take your faith eyes, and if I could use this drawer up here and get them off of this and stop looking at the drawer with your faith eyes and look at Hebrews chapter 12. Look at verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which just so easily beset us, and let us run with what, please? Patience, the race is setting before us. It is no accident. Verse 2 is there. Look at it. Looking. Unto Jesus, 
the author and what finisher of our faith. Do you not agree with me when God does answers to prayer? How many times do we sit down in our faith and we no longer pray and need God? How many's ever been there? How many's ever been guilty of that? I got both hands raised, one for me, one for Kelly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what we do? We so focus on the Red Sea, we so focus on this and this and this. God, God, you come through, you come through, my faith will be stronger. Really? How many times has your day he's come through and your faith got weaker? Your faith, you obtain a good report with your faith that regardless if he comes through or he doesn't come through, that has nothing to do with where I'm looking. That has nothing to do with it. Thank you for parting the Red Sea. I'm getting back to put my eyes on you. We live from stone to stone to stone on the pathway to misery rather than saying this Lord you are the reason of my faith and I'm looking unto you because you're the author and you're the finisher and, and Lord if you do decide to open and you do decide to part the Red Sea, I'll walk over on dry ground, and when I'm on the other side, I'll go back to looking at you. Is your faith right now hanging in the balance? And do sometimes you think to yourself, Pastor, how do I get out of the cycle of letting things dictate my spiritual life? Don't make that the end of your faith. The end of your faith is the promise you're going to see him again. But you may die before you see him again. That's reality. First half of the chapter, God parted the Red Sea. God da-da-da-da-da. Last half of the chapter, they were sown asunder. They went through horrible things. But it doesn't matter. You obtain a good report by how you act with your faith regardless. But ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the end. And when they were looking for the coming Messiah, we're looking for the return of the Messiah. But even if he doesn't come back in my lifetime, if Bob Gray II dies, dies, and I never get to see it, I wasn't living for it. I was living for him. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.